The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. I am Emily Swallow, also known as the Armorer on The Mandalorian. And I'm just giving a little shout out to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast because this is the way. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode 69. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hey everyone, I'm Mike Creevy, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Uh, as I said, I'm Mike Creevy, but I'm filling in as host tonight for Father Andrew Kinstetter, a.k.a. Father Fett, who is uh, currently gallivanting about at an undisclosed location somewhere in the galaxy, but we know uh, he's with us in the Force. Just a reminder to please be sure to share the podcast on Twitter or Facebook and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. It also helps to get us seen by more people who would be interested in listening to our show. Today we're continuing our series of character-devoted episodes and we will be taking a deeper look at one of the coolest characters in the galaxy. And joining me today on the panel are Andrew Hermes. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, and second up, we have Angela Cialana. Hey, Angela. Well, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the three of us are excited, I think, uh, for, for this uh, tonight, and it'll be a fun conversation for sure. But before we get into that, we have two pieces of news. Uh, first of all, of course, the uh, Bad Batch big news. Bad Batch starts streaming on Disney Plus uh, on Star Wars Day, actually, May 4th. So we're going to be reviewing that uh, on the podcast as it streams. So that's not too far away. I'm sure you guys are excited for that. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to I'm trying to do the no spoiler thing. I haven't really gone looking, so I'm just going to stick to that. <laughs> so, uh, and, and the second piece of news, and like I was saying before we recorded, uh, I don't know that he'd want me to share this necessarily, but it's father's birthday this week. Yep. And uh, and that's why he's not here, actually, with us uh, tonight. So he's he's out doing uh, Disney and uh, I think Galaxy's Edge, maybe even uh, on his birthday, which I think as a, at the time of this recording, I'm pretty sure his birthday is tomorrow uh, on Monday, the uh, the 8th. So um, so definitely keep father in your prayers and uh, wish him a happy birthday if you can reach out to him. And uh, I actually did a little digging. I didn't have time to necessarily do as cool of a surprise as he's done for us before. Uh, but I did manage to find a little YouTube clip of uh, Darth Vader singing happy birthday <laughs> on behalf of the benevolent empire. Um, so so I'm going to we're going to cut over here real quick for uh, this little birthday message to father. The empire wishes you a happy birthday. And now we will sing. <coughs> Me, 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 me. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. And many more. And you gotta love that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so awesome. Uh, yeah, very uh, concerning. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> the kind of person At least it's not Kylo Dark Ren. Lord of the Sith. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, uh, I, I want to give a disclaimer here up front as uh, we, we sort of switch things out uh, with our normal hosting details here. I'm just going to give a, a real big upfront uh, shout out to Father for all his hard work uh, because like 82, if I'm going to be generous, 80 to 90 percent of most of what I'm going to say tonight probably is uh, directly from Father's notes. So uh, I, I don't want to plagiarize uh, <laughs> our, our dear host here. So a lot of this uh, definitely comes from from uh, from Father Fett. And we are, of course, tonight talking about none other. And I'm going to give his full name. You guys ready? Landonis Balthazar Calrissian, otherwise <laughs> known as Lando. So uh, Lando, 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 Lando. <laughs> <laughs> was it do you guys did you find it? i don't know was it john caston who like whose idea was it to give him a full like to give him a middle name a full first name and a middle name i don't know i don't know if you saw oh, that i anywhere. have no idea but it it just totally makes I, sense yeah <laughs> i i didn't know until i looked up the the wiki the the uh, uh wikipedia page i was like a full name come on um so this is just real quick the i just know that oh go ahead go ahead sorry the the name of lando calrissian that was one of the reasons that billy d actually took the job i mean besides the fact that he got to work with irving kirshner you know and and uh, george lucas but i know that um watching and like a couple old interviews with him he was like i heard that name and how could i not it is a mysterious name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's there's something about it yeah yeah well let me just give real quick the character overview here and then we're just going to jump right into your guys uh general thoughts on him so this is from um uh, what, what father had typed up here so lando calrissian may have come late to the fight against the empire but his role in destroying the second death star cemented his reputation as a hero in his youth, Lando was a sportsman seeking a fortune at the Sabak tables. After he lost his beloved Millennium Falcon to Han Solo, Lando spent uh, years living the high life and pursuing get-rich-quick schemes with uneven results. Uh, definitely. Uh, so he went semi-respectable as the Baron Administrator of Cloud City, only to be drawn into the fight against the Empire. After a personal tragedy... Lando sought solace in isolation on Pasana, unaware that the galaxy would need him again. So that's sort of his his overall uh, character overview background. But let me just kick it to you guys. What do you think uh, just of Lando in general as a character? Andrew, go first. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think, he, I mean, he's a character, you know, a lot like Boba Fett, where I mean, he's a little, I mean, he's, he's had a lot more, a little more screen time than Boba Fett, you know, before the Mandalorian series came out, but you know, he's one of those minor characters where you're not really sure what side he's on. He's very, can't trust him at all, (laughs) but he does everything with, with such like style with a certain, you know, cadence and, and swagger that you can't, you know, but help but love the character and you know having excuse me having two i think two brilliant actors to play him you know and billy d williams and uh um donald glover i mean just perfect casting for the role i mean guys who just embody that you know and and their everyday lives Uh, so i think it's very little effort for them to play the character uh to be honest (laughs) 
um, if you ever see them in interviews. Um, and I, I mean, is this, it's one of those, is this one of those characters where Star Wars like just knows how to find these, these sort of niche, um, sort of like characters that might, you know, some stick out more than others. Um, obviously this one would be more of the top tier, um, because, you know, now there's, you know, going to be a, a potential Lando series. It's, it's, it's not even potential. It's, it's happening. Right. Um, and, um, at some point, so it's. Yeah, he's so cool. I mean, that's uh, it's it, to put it simply. I mean, I, I, <laughs> when you think of Lando, sticker. you think like, "Gosh, he's so cool." But at the same time, it's you can't really call him a hero. You can't really call him a bad guy either. It's like he's just one of those guys where, you know, at the end of the day, you want him on your side rather than not on your side, right? So, um, yeah, he's. I, I think the appeal uh, comes from really the his like i said his style and and the and the way he does anything and the and the sort of mystery that that surrounds him um okay so i had you go first because i've gone like this i i think preparing for this episode has put me in like a crisis or something like i was <laughs> sitting you know doing my notes and i was like do i like lando <laughs> like I think I always just assumed like of course I like Lando because everybody likes Lando um because he's fun and you know but when I stopped and thought about it I was like I remember being a little girl and watching you know The Empire Strikes Back for the first time and 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 I didn't like him because he was a snake <laughs> You know, he was like, he was like charming and, you know, very um, sort of like, yeah, exactly what you were saying, like mysterious, unpredictable, don't know what he's going to do. Um, and then he, you know, he betrays them, but then he's like, I'm sorry. And then <laughs> so uh, I just remember not liking him and I have a bias against men that are very kind of braggadocious and use swagger and that type of thing that totally turns me off anyway. Um, so I, you know, I have you, to you say that. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> so, so this whole, you know, getting ready for this episode, I was just like, am I like, I was having literally, I was having a heart to heart talk with my husband. Like, am I going to go on this podcast and say that I don't like Lando Calrissian? <laughs> but, um, I, I will say that I did, uh, renew, you know, my, the con the source content and everything. And I have come to the conclusion that I neither like nor dislike Lando Calrissian. <laughs> so that is my, general overview for now i'll leave it at that fair enough <laughs> yeah i think it's it's funny because because <laughs> that's that really um mirrors I, I think a lot of what father had down in his notes and what i was kind of thinking ahead of time without us having compared our notes and um you know I, and i was talking to my brother-in-law actually before we started filming tonight telling him what we were gonna uh, do here with the recording and um filming i'm seeing i'm seeing you guys they're not seeing us probably, no, but to, to record i said i said yeah we're doing a show on lando and and it was funny because it was like it's like we're we're immediately on the same page where it's like the same kind of thing and we're both kind of standing there like lando i was like i, I was like yeah lando i love him and i'm like but but i don't but do i i don't know i you know <laughs> and so and what i immediately thought of like 
just um, when I was prepping, I was getting a lot of images in my mind of, you know, scenes with it, like particular uh, aspects, especially from Empire Strikes Back um, that I'm sure. And, and you guys definitely you know, speak to this, too, maybe. But um, when they when they're walking like they they meet right out there on the landing pad, mm-hmm. they walk inside and, you know, they go and like you, there's not a whole lot of scenes that happen. Right. You know, and then they're walking together to, you know, yeah, I'm giving you the tour. And like, I don't know, I've, every time I see it right before they get to the door and he's and he's saying, you know, I just made a deal with the, you know, that'll keep the empire out of here. You know, he doesn't really seem to be remorseful. No, <laughs> you know, like there's no <laughs> absolutely like, you know, it, He's not smiling about it, you know, like he's happy it's happening, but it's like he's one step back from that almost. It seems like, haha, check this out, because I still get that. Like, I know what's coming, but I still get a little bit of that, you know, anticipation every time I see that scene and Vader's just in there waiting. And it's just like, you, you dirtbag. Like, how could you do that? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that definitely sets up our our conflict here. And and let me just kick it back to you guys here, because that is the the first uh, thing we want to look at more specifically is is what makes him a good hero slash villain. And this is, I think, the first time we've asked that question in this character series where we didn't just flat out say one or the other. So maybe maybe both. What do you guys think? I would say he's a scoundrel. I think that's sort of like the third category, like in Star Wars, right? You've got the heroes, the villains, and then you've got like the scoundrels that are sort of part of the story, but they don't really take a side. Uh, you know, upon reflection more and more as we're doing these shows, I I tend to see that there actually are several people that, you know, whether, I mean, at, at one point or another, they take a side, but really, can you assign them to like good or bad um, is, is a big question. And I think what makes him just a successful character in general is that uncertainty, that unpredictability about his character even getting into episode six, where he's obviously part of the rebellion, um, he still has, you know, that kind of spice, like to his, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, to his character. Um, and he keeps things interesting, you know. Um, he, I, as I was watching the interviews with Billy D, you know, he, he described him as cavalier. And I think that um, that is a, a good word to put on it. Um, very much someone who um, is in it for themselves, yes, um, but also at, you know, towards the end of his art. Like you start, if we we learn about him, right, kind of in the middle of his story. But if you go to the beginning, when you watch Solo, for example, um then you get to see that he really was very much in it for himself. He was a cheater, you know, um, as a gambler even. Um, and he, he was making all these deals. And I think it goes to what you were saying, Mike, where he, like he made this deal to keep the empire out of cloud city. And, and it was like a good, good deal until it went sour. And it seems to happen with him a lot. Um, so I think just that sort of up and down of his character, the way that his character um, development kind of goes um, until we get to, of course, episode nine. And he's the ultimate good guy, right? He's like the grandpa good guy, cavalier, 
kind of <laughs> explorer dude. Um, I yeah, I think that that is the key part of of his character that makes him a good character. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I agree with that, and yeah, it's hard to yeah call him a hero or a villain. I, I you know I would say you know like like you mentioned by the end of his arc, like in Rise of Skywalker, he's you know part of the the hero's journey. You know he 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 played his part. You know in the uh you know in the in the victory in the end and um but yeah if you if you go back and again i'll say it's it's he's just so suave and and the the ambiguity that surrounds like you know we don't know much about like his past so i mean we get into it a little bit and um and solo but i mean unless you know the you get into the comics or the books that I'm not even too familiar with about his backstory. We don't know much about him. So again, that we, it's that mystery. It's like, we don't know where he really comes from. We know he's like a, like a Renaissance man. You know, he, we know he's well-traveled. He's, he's been everywhere. You know, a lot of the decisions he makes and uh, whether it feels like, you know, a betrayal, you know, to like, to what he did to Han and, um, uh, it, it's, it, you could all, you could argue that he makes just pragmatic decisions. Like a lot of them are selfish, uh, or he's just looking out for himself or or for his own friends, his, his own crew. Um, but you know, uh, the, he you can always the the reason why he can't go either way is like there's there's always some sort of justification for for the decisions he makes, and 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 that that's why he can always come back because like you know people like like Han especially obviously. Um, and, and, and Leia in the end, like they understand it, they, they understand him, you know, like they know they can, at the end of the day, they can rely on him, <laughs> they, you know, if they need something, something done, you know, he's like, he's like the guy that, that, you know, has all the connections or can pull off the move that they can't because it, it, you know, requires some dirty tricks, <laughs> you know, up, up their sleeves. I mean, he's the, he's the ultimate guy with dirty tricks up his sleeve when it comes to, you know, the star Wars universe. <laughs> literally. Um, yeah. Literally. He's got the cards <laughs> up his sleeve when he's gambling. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it's, again, all of that, it, it, like, like, like Angela said, it just makes him a good character. Um, it, it can't pin him to, to one side or the other. And, um, and like I said, at the end, maybe he ends up being a hero. Um, if if that's uh, um, you know, really the the last we see of old Lando, if that's the end of his story that we see, um, he 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 went out a, a hero. Um, and uh, but yeah, we'll see if if you know if this series eventually comes out, um, how they paint him and and how that changes, uh, if anything, the the way we see that character. But as of now, it's it's yeah, he's. He's a scoundrel. That was a good one. That's a good word, I guess, Angela. Uh, that's I like that one. We'll, we'll stick with it. Well, and that's and let's uh, we can kind of dig in here a little bit more to the uh, the character development piece of that, how they really establish this, because this is sort of the next thing we we had down on the agenda here today. And um, and it's funny because um, that's really the way he's introduced. I, I, I personally, I think it's neat. You know, if you go back and watch them. Um, obviously if we watch solo first, you know, you get that kind of background, uh, chronologically, but you know, I know for me, um, I, th and I pro probably for most fans too, I think the best way into his character is, is through empire strikes back. Um, and how you have this desperate situation where 
Han and Leia, you know, they're trying to <laughs> escape after all this stuff's been going so, so wrong, you know, and, and just I I love all the hijinks, of course, that <laughs> show up throughout Empire Strikes Back of just they can't they can't catch a break, you know, and all this stuff. And just really at the end of their rope cycling through, you know, OK, where are we? You know, like you get the impression Lando would not have been Han's first choice to go to. <laughs> you know, at least that's the impression right. I get, you know, if he had had another option. And he's cycling through and he's like, oh, here you go, Lando, you know, and then just the way he introduces him to Leia, you know, he's a, he's a gambler, he's a card, you know, card player, smuggler, a scoundrel, you know, you'd love him. You know, there's like right off the bat, there's like this anticipation a little bit. Um, Han, of course, giving the impression that they're, you know, yeah, they're close. But even I, that's my favorite line. And then I'll, I'll see what you guys think about this. What about that? The fact that, you know, she says, do you trust him? And right away he goes, no, he is my friend. You know, like the idea of like the kind, like think what you're asking, Leia. Who's the kind of person who's my friend? <laughs> you know what right, I mean? like, exactly. Right. Like even, even, even Hans, like, you know, like, yeah. Do you think that you can trust someone that hangs out with you? Yeah, so this, there's that self-deprecating thing there too with, with Han. And that's something father had had down here too from um, some of the sources he'd been looking at that really set this really, this neat image of, of Lando right off the bat is kind of like a foil for Han, but like kind of like an amoral one, you know, so that Han does seem to have some kind of core principles. Lando doesn't really seem to have those. So what, what do you guys think about that? I think um, I would push back on that a little bit because as, as episode five goes on, you know, he really starts to um, take, you know, uh, issue with what the empire is doing like well no this wasn't part of our deal this wasn't part of our deal putting han in the in the carbonite you know freezing chamber he was like you, you can't put him in there you know we we use this for stuff you know this isn't for him um and so you start to see that um that lando does actually care um but it takes a little bit um, to to see that again, I think when part of part of Lando's character is that he likes to feel like he is in control of his situation, like he has anticipated how things are going to work out with the deals and and the you know especially if you look at you know again him keeping those Sabat cards up his sleeve to win the game every time um and han figured that out at the end of solo but that was kind of part that's always i think part of his mindset is like he wants to know how things are going to pan out and when that rug started to pull out from underneath him in five then you start to see his care you know come through mm -hmm. and we saw a little bit of that also with him in, in l3 you know, um, in, in solo right. that he had right. this, um, this companionship with, uh, L3, who was very <laughs> unruly. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's very interesting that, you know, he was still okay with, with being with someone for lack of a better term that, that was very unpredictable as well. That was very, um, uh, yeah unruly and he didn't know what she was going to do so yeah i think that that is all part of his his character and ultimately 
when we see that um, push comes to shove, he does actually have a heart. So I wouldn't say he's amoral um, for the even the entirety of episode five. Yeah, I think, you know, I think Angela said most of it, but I, you know, it always goes back to him, like, like looking out for, for Han at the end of the day, even after betraying him, you know, and, and, and like you said, Han mentioning that he's that, Hey, he's my friend. It's like, like what I said earlier, like you want him on your side at the end of the day, like, and, and Mm. whether it, whether it's for selfish reasons or not, um, uh, uh, he's a guy that you can, can count on you think if you can at least convince him or make a deal with him usually you have to make a deal there has to be something in it for him right but um <laughs> uh you know at the end of the day he's you know it comes off as a guy who's just like just trying to get by mm-hmm. you know and um so there's not you know usually with people like that characters like that you don't really root against them or think you always have some sort of sympathy for them Right, and you know the little the little flashes you get of his backstory, um, or the little things you learn about him, you know you 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 can sympathize with him. You can uh, it humanizes him, you know, a little more. Um, uh, and the fact that he's so damn cool makes it so easy to love him, obviously. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I would I would also you know say that he has he 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 has some he has a moral compass, and and I think that. Uh, he's an imperfect character. Um, so that might make him more human than a lot of the, you know, than someone like, you know, Luke, who's just usually always good. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, except for a few instances um, <laughs> <laughs> that are pretty extreme. But looking back on it, but uh. But yeah, I think I think he's you know he he's not going to be this like mythic hero or or this uh, symbol of good, but um, he's he's always going to be someone that's on the the winning side, on the good side more than he's not. Yeah, and I think you know, um, and and you guys, I'm sure have seen this you know a couple places because I know it's a, a big, somewhat tongue in cheek controversy over. Lando's betrayal of Han and Empire Strikes Back that you know fans talk about and debate about and I've I've heard uh, Billy D Williams in interviews to this day um very unapologetically defend Lando. Yeah. You know, it, it it's so funny cuz the way he goes about it too just saying like uh, look, you know, he's got he's got all these people to look after at Cloud City, you know, he's trying <laughs> he's trying to protect yeah. and he makes it he makes a good argument, you know, uh in terms of um and and for me to push back to the way I phrased it myself even a little bit early, not so much no moral code, but not the one we want. Maybe it's like, no, you have to fight the Sith and the Empire. And it's yeah. like, well, uh, what does Lando care? Like his whole thing is to try to keep that out uh, if he can. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's funny too, because Father mentioned this. I mean, just looking at some other things, like for anyone that's a fan of Rebels, uh, I mean, like he literally, he sells Hera. You know, like he, he just like, you know, he, he uh, cheats and wins Chopper. Like there's just he just keeps doing his thing. And, you know, you're sort of like this fan following this big picture story. But to try to sometimes maybe approach it from Lando's storyline might be kind of a fun way to kind of see what he's he's getting at. Um, 
What do you guys think? I don't know if, if this is, you know, uh, there's different ways we could go with this, but um, maybe like to focus on solo for a minute, because uh, I, I know we mentioned a few times, but maybe just take a step back and look at like him, some of his character development. You know, we're going to get to more of the general sort of overview or um, overall uh, favorite moments and, and qualities and those kinds of things later. But maybe we could just focus on, on solo specifically that film and just see what you guys think about his, you know, character development or some of those same aspects of him uh, that they pick up specifically with Solo that, that maybe we haven't mentioned yet. Any thoughts on that? Well, he goes through, as I alluded to, um, a, a great deal of loss. Uh, and I think perhaps that was um, maybe the greatest loss that he had had up to that point in his life, that he not only lost his glorious ship <laughs> um not only just by ownership which comes later but really just getting really banged up um <laughs> oh, and yeah. letting other people fly his ship and through the maelstrom and it wasn't pretty at all but then you know going to this crazy you know um mine and L3 starts this revolution, all this chaos, and then she uh, effectively dies, you know, and and he can't fix her. And um and so he loses that friend really that that he had had. Mm-hmm. Um and I think, you know, at the end of Solo um not not counting the cred, the sort of very end, end scene where the Millennium Falcon is won by Han Solo, but just going to the idea of, you know, him being all beat up. He's got like one, one, um, I think arm on his shirt. And like, of course there's no Cape and those are probably ruined by the fires that were on the ship or something. And, and, uh, yeah, he loses that custom piece, like the, the Cape that Kira uses to like put put out Mm. the fire on the ship. (laughs) It's like, that's a custom piece. But anyway, um, yeah, he, he loses a lot during that movie. And I think it, um, it really, I think it had maybe an impact on him to where he, you know, once we see him again, sort of in the chronological order, it is on cloud city. And by that point he, you know, he, he's no longer like, Oh, I'm retired from business and I'm just gambling all day. No, he's like, he's taken on a responsible livelihood and he's a baron and he's, you know, he's got a lot of credit apparently to his name. Mm -hmm. Um, not only based on sort of the uh, aesthetics and the like visible, like the um, superficial qualities about him, but really um, he is taking care. Like you said, you know, that Billy G kind of talks about, he's taking care of a bunch of people and this, um, this whole city. So, yeah, I think he definitely, um, you know, I never really thought about it, but I think his losses that we see in Solo probably inform that character development so that he becomes more of a person who um, maybe is not in it for himself so much, but then also realizes the importance of um, of earning things and of uh, of having authentic relationships and not um you know not using people 
so much to um, to just simply, you know, uh, have stories to tell. You know, like mm. you remember when he was sitting on the ship while they were in the mine of Kessel, and he was scene. just like, <laughs> you know, recording like a vlog basically yes. about yeah. his exploits and stuff. The Calrissian so, Chronicles. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, like, in, like, the way that they, I mean, they just leave you wondering, like, how many of those are there, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, such a tease. Short, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there we were. Yeah, I like what he says. It's one of his, I think it's one of the first lines in the movie. Where he says, uh, everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> so, I mean, he himself, like, as a character, just, just, like, relishes in, the fact that you don't know anything about him and, and if you, there are rumors said about him, you know, the, the more, the better it's like the, <laughs> it just makes him like this, this sort of, you know, legendary character, you know, that, it, you know, he's more than, he's more than human. You know, it, it makes him yeah. this uh, mythological sort of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, figure and, um, and he likes it that way. So it's, uh, as the character prefers, I think, as you can tell so far, it kind of matches along with the opinions that people have of him. It's like he doesn't—he doesn't care what you think about him. And if you—and if you have a hard time trying to figure that out, that—that—that that, that makes him feel <laughs> all the much better about it. He—he uh, he tends to like it that way. Um, but yeah, there are moments like you know, in, in Solo, like again, his relationship with with L three. I mean, he literally risks his life to save him. You know, after the that that battle uh, um uh on Kessel and you know he uh you know I think you know a moment like that shows like you know he actually does care about well in this case uh, a droid a fellow droid friend um uh, and he's willing to stick his neck out for him uh so mm -hmm. uh yeah I mean he put himself in that in that sort of danger and crossfire uh so yeah the and then, you know, then you'll have a scene where he's, you know, betraying someone or, or cheating at the table, you know, at a, at a car game. And again, it just all these different layers, you know, just you, you never know where to where you kind of settle on him. Um, but but yeah, I think the, the the fact that he has those moments, you know, where where he's either saving someone or, you know, participating in, you know, playing his part on the winning team, you know, doing it on the good side, it. it, it it, it it at least gives him it, it gives him that much goodness uh, uh to where to the point to where it's like oh he's not again we don't we can't just call him a a villain or or a or just a typical hoodwink you know he he's right. he's much more layered much more layered than that well you know and i think too you know that that there and i think we've kind of segued nicely here potentially into some of the uh favorite qualities um portion that we wanted to get into a little bit because um uh, you know just thinking for myself here i know that um and again we've talked about a couple of these already but you know there is something i think to be said for what uh one of these articles i found this one actually father directed me to the the title was uh lando calrissian is star wars's most compelling character now, <laughs> i don't i don't know if i'm there yet on that but they make a good yeah. argument in there about uh some of what we've pointed out before that you don't, you know, you have these, these archetypes, which, uh, 
which I don't think are, you know, this, they're not two dimensional. It's, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. static. Like there's development for everybody, you know. Um, but there is, I think, something to be said for some of these mixed motivations. The the fact that you guys know that bumper sticker um, for, from, a, from a Christian standpoint here, especially for all of us, this uh, what's a bumper sticker say something like, um, uh, be patient with me. God isn't finished yet. Mm. Or something. Yeah. You ever seen that one? <laughs> or yes, something, yes. Something like that. Uh, that <laughs> right. he really is this this work in progress kind of character. So it's like, is Lando a hero? Is Lando a villain? It's like, what day is it? Right. You know, and who and who are you? Because it's right. not to say that that you know we're we're uh, going all relativist here, but it truly like Hera. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like like you yeah. know what you know what Lando's doing. You know, he's got a bigger plan, and it's like, yeah, sure, Hera. I'm just going to sell Hera. You know, to this this crime boss guy, and when she, doesn't she like totally kick him in the groin? I think or something. Yeah, she, she really does. lets yes. him have it's it. Very like, satisfying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, like they, you know, like oh, Lando. Um, but I was just gonna, um, um, just before I, I um, give it back over to you guys here, I just wanted to say one thing that that occurred to me when you talk about the some of these scenes, like the Sabak table and stuff like that. And I really think, for me, I just got this impression now as we're talking. I think like for what almost like what Vader's breathing is for him. I feel like Lando's voice is mm-hmm. whether, whether it's Billy D or, um, or Donald, uh, Glover. Donald Glover, because I, I feel like there's a few times, significant times where you hear him before you see him on purpose. And it's mm-hmm. like this, you know, he's such a larger than life kind of character. It's, I think it's like a way to do that. So the Sabak table you know, as they're approaching in that whole big crowd, but whose voice do you hear? Right. You know, and he's there, he's, mm-hmm. he's in the middle, like, how far is he into that schmoozing? You know, maybe he's been there for three hours, like, you have no idea. And you just really, I, I just feel like that's such a great introduction to his character in Solo. Um, and it reminded me of a, a interview I saw, I think Donald Glover was doing with one of the Jimmys. It was, James, it was mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. And he said that, you know, he had met with uh, Billy D. Williams to ask him, you know, for advice. And, um, and I just remember him saying something like all like Billy D just like, who basically is Lando, you know, I just kind of kicked back and he's like, I don't know, man, just, just be charming. Just be charming. <laughs> you know, it's just this very dismissive, like, that's mm-hmm. all you got to do. You know, just be a schmoozer. You know, you can almost imagine him yeah. schmoozing the waitress or some guy at the table, you know, just doing that while he's telling Donald Clover <laughs> how to do it. So anyway, those are just, just some thoughts I had about him, like some of those qualities. Yeah, I think that's really a keen observation about his voice because um, when I think I would say, um, well, the episode from Rebels, um, episode 11 of season one, that really features um, Lando, he is introduced that way that he and Zeb, well, you see Zeb playing somebody, uh, playing Sabak with somebody at a table. And the other person is shrouded in sort of shadow. And then you hear Billy D's voice and right. then you see him kind of lean forward into the light. And so I agree. That's, that's definitely his, um, his character his one of his characteristics. I think the other one is his smile, mm-hmm. I think is probably very, um, characteristic of, of Lando. And then <clears throat> of course the capes, right? I think the cape is probably yes. <laughs> my favorite quality about Lando. Seems like it's his favorite quality of himself. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, um, 
Yeah, I was reading an interview with with Donald Glover, and and it's he he points out something cool. He's like he like he is more of like highbrow, and and Han Solo is more lowbrow. You know, mm-hmm. he and, and and that's again, it, it's because of his style. You know, the way he dresses himself, and then and, and you know, again, the capes and all that, and and the way he just holds himself and presents himself. Um, you know, be, even though he's into all this like debauchery and. <laughs> and, and and all this like all these criminal activities um and 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 all that sort of stuff he does it with such class uh, uh that you, again you can't help but but love it and and it's like he's just wh- whenever he's on screen you know you're you're it's like he's inviting you into his world you know because he just owns pretty much every scene that he's in um and uh you're just glad to be there you know for the ride and and yeah, it's it takes actors like Billy Dee Williams and Don Glover to to sort of uh, pull that off. And um, uh, again, the word I like to use for him, uh, one of the many words, is suave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's and when you there's not, I mean, I can't think of a, another Star Wars character that <laughs> that you can kind of describe with that word, <laughs> at least in a um, in a serious sense um, or in a major one. So, uh, he, he really stands out from the bunch. Um, and, and I think that, uh, you know, adds, adds like a flavor to, to Star Wars that, you know, I don't think any other character, you know, it's pretty unique to him. Uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, there, it's not like he needs an, an accompanying, uh, you know, performance beside him or, or another character that kind of is like a, Lando ripoff like he he is right. like the one the one Lando like in Star Wars well and I, I wonder with some of the and I didn't look into this so I'm just kind of this is off the top of my head but I wonder and if you if you guys know um you know feel free to let me know here but I I, I kind of feel like you think of all those influences that you know George had uh that we all you know know so well as far as you know the uh um the samurai influences, the you know, Joseph Campbell stuff, the, um, you know, the, the serial sort of, you know, Buck Rogers, like all, all those kinds of things. And I, you know, that old timey kind of classic Hollywood, you know, because you figure Empire comes out in 1980. The weird thing I think for me sometimes is to, is to realize that like World War II was as close to 1980 as 1980 is to now, you know, mm-hmm. so you don't, you don't have to go back. Mm-hmm. As sometimes I have to do that mind jump. It's like that was was very retro for them, but it was still kind of accessible. It was still sort of of in the memory of maybe like some of the older fans and stuff like that, like George himself. And I'm wondering, like, you know, you're kind of Clark Gable, you know, like really smooth and, you know, just some of the style things and like um, um, even someone like Cad Calloway, I think of, you know, like that jazzy, like there's just it's it's like Mm -hmm. there's a jazz element to it. There's like a. Just the cool, like you said, you know, suave, all of that is so just, he exudes it, you know. And I think it's hard to tell how much of that, you know, is in the script or, or you know, written into this character ahead of time and how right. much of it's just Billy D, you know, right. <laughs> how much of it is mm-hmm. like Billy D and Donald, you know, like unlocking the potential of this character. You just sort of sketch out. So I'm sure it's probably a combination of some of those things. Well, let me, I'll tell you what, let me jump here to um, what do you guys think about? Something else I wanted to bring up um, that father had put down, but but parallels 
Um, but maybe we could look at for just a minute or so here. Parallels between Lando and Han, and we've talked about some of them, but um, this is one he threw in here that I, I want to jump it up to. This would, would touch more like the sequel trilogy, um, where he's obviously not there very much. We just see him in episode nine, but the parallels between, and I'm sure some of this probably connects to some of the books and stuff too, because I'm not as familiar with this, but uh, the tragedy you know, the tragedy of, of Han and Leia with with Ben slash Kylo. And then the tragedy that I, I don't really think we get anything in the movie that much from it. But apparently it's it's what I'm seeing here is, I guess, canon yeah, so the, about. You yeah, know, it's not um, the movie, yeah. Right. But, you know, they, they hint at it at the end, but namely with Lando having lost a daughter, having a daughter kidnapped by the First Order, who they at least strongly hint at the end of Rise of Skywalker is Janna. But like. I guess that's that's confirmed somewhere from what I'm seeing a couple references to that. If if I'm wrong on that, my apologies. But everywhere I looked, it seemed to be somewhat confirmed in books or comics or novelization or something. Yeah, I think when the movie came out, it was still ambiguous. But I think it was one of those like retcon things that they did, you know, okay. like after the movie came out to try and do like, that. Do they? Yeah, <laughs> never, never. Um, but yeah, I think after the, you know, the. I don't know, I would say best, at best, the mixed reactions to Rise of Skywalker, they they did a lot of stuff like that where they, they tried to retcon a few things that, you know, were either not clear or fans wanted answers to, and, and that, that was one of them. So I think, it, yeah, it was confirmed. Well, listen, I wanted to ask you guys what you think about it. Maybe it's all speculation, but just for the heck of it, you know, how how might that, you know, fill in some of the gaps between, because he definitely seems far more like family and team oriented and like cause oriented and rise of Skywalker than he did earlier. And I just wonder what you think about that. Yeah. I I think it's, I think a lot of it has to do with um, the impact that, that, that Han and Leia had on his life. I I think you get Mm -hmm. the, the sort of hint that, you know, he was in obviously some sort of communication with, with Han and Leia um, all those years. And, uh, in between. And, and I think that, you know, they obviously had some sort of, you know, you know, judging by, you know, his, what he did in Rise of Skywalker, you know, obviously he, uh, again, he played, played on the hero side and, and, and did nothing but good things. Um, I can't, I don't think he did any sort of like, uh, typical Lando stuff in, in episode right. nine. Um, but yeah, he was basically, uh, a hero for, for, for at least that film. Um, so I, I think that has had a lot, has a lot to do with it, but I think this little wrinkle, um, well, I guess it's a big one, uh, where it, this is potentially his, you know, <laughs> he has a daughter that was kidnapped and then right. is, is, yeah, he, he, um, he talks to, uh, or he gets them, you know, yeah. What was the line at the end of the film is like, Oh, let's figure out like your, your history or something. Yeah. Something, that like, that. Or something she, like that. Yeah. She yeah. brings up. Yeah. And he's like, you know, Let's let's figure yeah, that let's out. Do it yeah, to, let's figure it out together, right? Yeah. So it was, it was right. a nice nice moment. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it 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 again, it's a huge thing where it tells you like, oh, well, he does have like skin in the game. He does have like a, a bone to pick with, at least with the you know the first order, and um, be, because of you know kidnapping his daughter, <laughs> right. uh, I would I would just, I would think would 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 leave an effect on him. Uh, so. Uh, I don't think he would be asking for many favors or, or doing any deals with the first order, uh, uh, where I think with the empire, he had no problem like cutting deals with, uh, you know, with rebels or, or the empire. Um, 
So yeah, I think it changes things in that that sort of sense. Yeah, I would say it's plausible. Um, what what you just put forth, Andrew. I think I I just interpreted it. You know, his his demeanor in episode nine as the product of being part of the rebellion. I think for as long as we knew that he was, and then he mentions that he was with Luke um, to hunt down that um, Jedi hunter. <laughs> or to follow the Jedi hunter. Um, and so he was, I mean, I just assumed, you know, that was why he was a team player and, and that's why he was still invested that, you know, he had kind of found his, his new tribe. Um, and, uh, so, but certainly, you know, I, it could be plausible and I think it'd be a very interesting story. I'd like to hear more about what was Lando up to, um, between six and, nine you know right yeah it's 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 a very compelling question because well he's a self-proclaimed galactic entrepreneur Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's i'd like to have that on a business card quite frankly i just think that really (laughs) like what does that even mean um it's a little bit you guys like um in uh, in hitch this is when will smith describes vaguely like in the one that one date to his you know to uh, ava mendez's boss or whatever and his wife they're out and about and he's you know hitch what do you do and he i don't even remember what he says but he says something and they they're like i have no idea what that means he's like nobody does that's why i can charge so much like i feel <laughs> that's like that's, right. <laughs> to me that's that's the kind of thing that like i feel like lando would do that um and i just i mean i i just really appreciate that you know he's even though he's up to no good a lot of the time there is i think something charming almost about um he's somehow not in a way he's not duplicitous like he he really that's what he's always like <laughs> you know it's like you have the yeah. the real lando um and if you know that about him you can kind of you know roll with him to some degree you know and i think that's exactly where han's at you know han oddly i mean han falls for the thing you know right off the bat at cloud city but, but other than that you know you kind of get the impression that he kind of knows what to expect um, and this was just, I found this, I'm going to share very quickly from, I think it's from the last shot novel that, uh, the character, uh, Kasha Batine says, I mean, he was brave, sure, but always in the service of saving his own hide or profit. But I had also detected that deep down behind all that smooth talking and those well ironed capes, there was a whole human being with a conscience and a desperate need to do something worthwhile with his life. And I thought that's, that's pretty well said, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think about um, as we, we get a little close to the end of the show here, as far as uh, lessons learned and maybe favorite moments, maybe we can kind of tie them in together um, from all across, you know, everywhere he shows up that, that you might want to mention any, anything in particular that strikes you about, you know, his, his role in the uh, greater franchise, any sort of takeaways for your, uh, any fan kind of when it comes to Lando Um any favorite moments as well? That's that's all fair game. So I have a couple of things. Um, but to sort of summarize the first one, uh, one lesson that we can learn very quickly from Lando and his situation is how you cannot, um, you cannot make a deal with a terrorist, basically. <laughs> you, you can, but I think that goes for not just like, you know, the Empire, but... Uh, anybody who is abusive or controlling, you can't, you can't try to, you know, just sway them, um, through the methods that you've always used. You know, I think that's a very, Mm -hmm. um, uh, 
timely and uh, continuously um, a, a good lesson. So, uh, but the other thing uh, that's part of my favorite moments is actually in episode nine. Um, and I was surprised when I was kind of trying to figure out what is one of my favorite Lando um, moments. And it was actually um, when Poe is looking at the whole, you know, all these Star Destroyers, um, when they are at the very end of the movie and, you know, the Rebellion is trying to help out um, Ben and Ray and uh, and it's really not going well at all and everything just looks like you know, they are going to fail and Poe just looks out, you know, from his cockpit and he says there's so many of them. And then you hear Lando's voice come over, um, I guess his radio and says, but there's more of us, Poe, there's more of us. Mm-hmm. And that was a key uh, lesson in that movie was uh, that we've talked about before. But the idea that, you know, uh, a lot of times people that are controlling, that are manipulative, um, that are abusive, they want to make you feel like you're alone, that there are no there's nobody else that you can turn to that there's no way out. But I think Lando's um, role in episode nine was showing was being that advocate being that, um, that, that wise voice to, to say, no, like we, we won the rebellion because we had each other. And then using that line at the end, there's more of us. And I think it was very intentional using that word us. So um, that was, I think, one of my favorite Lando moments for sure. How about you, Andrew? Yeah. I mean, I think the one that, that sticks out and I think after hearing that, you know, I guess Lando has a big moment at the, the last film of, you know, the, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy where, in the in the in the original trilogy, he blows up the second Death Star. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, I mean, he's. I guess that's that's obviously a moment that sticks out. Um, I like uh, uh, I like in in Solo uh, where um, he's getting into it with Han about the the Falcon, and it's the the, the, the where. Uh, where uh, Lano says I hate you, and then Han says I know. Mm. So you know the. <laughs> A callback to the "Yep, I love you, I know" line, obviously, yeah. Um, and yeah, just hearing them, you know, just uh, that th- th- their exchanges about the about the Falcon and and their sort of obviously love hate relationship, um, but at the end of the day, they're still, you know, they're you know they're friends or they're at least they can at least see each other eye to eye, um, uh, and uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I love uh, again the the Calrissian Chronicles sort of thing. <laughs> the, him on the yeah, him recording himself is is was really cool. Um, uh, and um, oh gosh, uh, there was one more I think I was thinking of, but um, you know what? I'll let you, I'll, Mike. It, I'll let you go. I was going to ask you was it, was it the boot by any chance on the. Uh... In the impound no, it was not. Lot. No, because <laughs> I love but that is a good. I one. love that you know that for some reason the build up to that and and having yeah. you know, Tobias Beckett step up. Like I love the way he and Beckett, you know, like he tries it, you know, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, but the, and like Beckett just keeps cutting his percentage down, and he's just like he gets and he gets all in his face, and he's like, he's like, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. 
but I accept it. Like shakes his head. Yeah, like he's, he's just like <laughs> you're catching on, Lando. You know? <laughs> but but yeah, this is a, that was there was a few fun moments like that. I love. I think my favorite moment in Solo, one of them, it's like top three, is when he's because for me it's like you watch that whole big dramatic build up with Enfys Nest showing up, you know, and and they're having that conversation. Or actually before the conversation and Han, you know, very confident, like steps out and he starts down that whole bluff thing. You know, we've got, you know, yeah. I forget what he says, like, you know, 30 armed guards and that, you know, you know and then all of a sudden the Falcon just lifts up and just takes off, you know, and, and you don't even have to see him. Yeah, like, you, don't, you, like it's, you know, and like, I kind of had just forgotten. I think the first time I saw it, like, you almost forget Lando's back on there. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's just eh, out, you know, and Han just like, like steps back and <laughs> he's just like, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. So those those were just some of mine. And, you know, you guys mentioned some of the other ones for sure from the original. But uh, um, but uh, I mean, maybe to end on my last one real quick, just as far as like the, the hero hero villain thing, I, I think. Yeah, when it when it really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love what, what really hit me was in that last uh, battle in um, Return of the Jedi. They're understandably Akbar and them like they want to retreat. Mm-hmm. You know, this this was a huge military deception operation. This is we we can't let's let's get out of here. And like Lando's willing to let others and even himself perhaps die, you know, to give, as he calls him, Han uh, more time. <laughs> By the way, I almost introduced you guys as Angela and Andrew, <laughs> yeah. but I decided I'm to... glad you brought that up because that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just that that's the only thing other thing I wanted to mention about that. Just the. Uh, that's pretty that's pretty bold right you know yeah willing to sacrifice yourself if it comes to it you got to give him more time because he's going to do it right he did have he did have faith and trust that they would bring the shield down so yeah that's and then father head down here even just an ordinary guy can choose to do the right thing to be a hero and go contrary to selfishness to save others you know so and then he referenced that that stronger together uh, line as well from Rise of Skywalker. So, um, well, I'll tell you what, we're we're getting close to an, about an hour here. I, I want to just maybe ask you guys kind of in closing, just any wrap up stuff, any general observations about Lando? Um, final thoughts on the character? Um, um, I still have mixed emotions about him, <laughs> but I do think after talking about him with you guys, uh, I have um, a deeper appreciation for Lando. And, um, my, I think my favorite Lando in anything is definitely that, that Rebels episode. Um, I think it's called An Idiot's Array. Um, and it really displays his, his character very well. Um, so maybe that's just a teaser. If anybody is looking for more reasons to get into Rebels, um, you don't need to know anything really about the overarching story to, to watch that episode. And it has the classic uh, puffer pig. Um, so if you don't know what that is, it's pretty co- comedic. So uh, I'd say go check out, uh, was that season one, episode 11, I think. I think so, yeah. All right, Andrew, any last thoughts on Lando? Uh, I'll just add that, again, I hope uh, I hope Donald Glover comes back um, for the series that's coming out. I'm sure that's the plan that they have. You know, uh, I'm sure they'll throw whatever money they can at him, but uh, <laughs> uh, to make sure they get him, uh, because yeah, I can't see anyone else playing a young Lando other than him. And um, 
yeah, I can't wait for that series to come out. So I'm looking forward to the more Lando stuff. Okay, very good. Well, that's it from us. What are your thoughts and opinions on the rogue Lando Calrissian? Was he a hero? Was he just a guy trying to make his way in the universe? There's a, we can't, by the way, these are some of father's notes. We can't rule out a, a Django Fett reference in there a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are your favorite aspects of Lando? Is there a character that you want us to talk about on future shows also? So let us know. Be sure to email us a comment on our Facebook or Twitter page and let us know. You can email us any feedback at starwars at sqpn.com and find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash starquestmedia and on Twitter at sqpn. We'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create Secrets of Star Wars, including Christy W., Raymond L., Jasper G357. I hope that's your real name, by the way, because <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Debbie A. and Alexander P. Uh, and now actually is a great time to become a StarQuest patron thanks to a generous gift from a StarQuest supporter. When you start a new Patreon monthly pledge at sqpn.com slash give, the first three months will be matched by an equal amount from our donor. So if you become a new patron at $10 per month, after three months, our donor will give $30 to StarQuest to support all our shows, including this one, making your gift go even further. If you've been thinking of becoming a StarQuest patron, now is the time. Visit sqpn.com slash give today. One other big update we have for everyone is that now you can get the new official Secrets of Star Wars t-shirt. That's right. We now have a new t-shirt for listeners of the show that encapsulates our philosophy of finding hope in a galaxy far, far away. Available in various styles and sizes, get your shirt at sqpn.com slash merch. That's sqpn.com slash M-E-R-C-H. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Star Wars, please visit sqpn.com slash Star Wars. We will be back in two weeks to continue our character series by taking a deeper look into, drumroll, the Jedi Knight Qui-Gon Jinn. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. So until then, uh, until then, Angela Cialana, thank you so much for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Wars. My pleasure. Andrew Hermes, thank you as well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And once again, I'm Mike Creevy in for the one and only Father Fett. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. Hello, what have we here? Angela, Thomas, Mike, Andrew, and everyone listening, Billy D here. Happy Life Day. Thank you all for being fans of mine and the Star Wars franchise. During this holiday season, I'm wishing you all the blessings and happiest of times, as you all truly belong here with us among the clouds. May the Force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>